Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 10 of Nebraska Soccer Talk. I'm your host, Joe Cleary. Today's episode will be a little different than past episodes, because this will be the first episode without a guest and without an interview. I usually record the podcast on a Saturday and the interview during the week. However, I have a busy week between my full-time position at Iowa Western Community College, my work with Sports Recruiting USA, and going to see my family for the first time in almost a year, that I'm not going to be able to get out a full episode this week. That being said, I still wanted to get some content out there to make sure you and the soccer community of Nebraska wouldn't miss a beat. On this episode, you're going to get a lot of college soccer talk, but be sure to listen to future weeks for some soccer talk about Union Omaha, GEA's UWS team, high school soccer, and more. Once again, please rate, review, subscribe, and share. Chase and I do the Nebraska Talks podcast and website because we enjoy it. But if you feel like you can support us, please feel free to chip in in the description link. Your eyes and ears are more important to us and to the players, coaches, and teams than your dollars. So keep tuning in and keep following along as we grow both the website and the podcast. Since this episode is a little different, we are going to start it off with a little different focus. We are going to start by giving some love to the Division II programs in our state as they kick off their seasons this week. The Wayne State College Wildcats took on Southwest Minnesota State in Mankato this past Sunday. The Wildcats tied the Mustangs 1-1 in part to a great strike by junior Megan Phillips and stellar defensive work by the Wildcats' backline and goalkeepers, who only conceded a goal on a first-half penalty. The Wildcats return to Mankato for a Friday game versus Augustana University out of Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Kickoff is scheduled for 12.30 p.m. All of Wayne State's games, including the neutral site games in Mankato, stream live for free online or through the NSIC app on Apple TV, Roku, and other smart TV devices. I highly encourage soccer fans around the state to check out the Wildcats any chance they get, but they should especially tune in for their game against Augustana. Both the Wildcats and the Vikings will have a selection of talent from the state of Nebraska on display, and usually it's a very competitive and hard-fought game. Speaking of Nebraska talent, the University of Nebraska Kearney Lopers begin their season this week as they play host to Missouri Western State University. Missouri Western, similar to Augustana, has a nice representation from the state of Nebraska despite being an out-of-state team. UNK's coach Chloe Roberts does a good job mixing Nebraska talent in with players she brings in from around the region. To watch UNK and any other MIAA teams play, you have to subscribe to the MIAA network. In years past, there's a fee associated with this, but maybe due to COVID, the MIAA will waive that fee. Finally, sticking with the MIAA, I have to give a quick shout out to a team and a player who achieved something special this past week. Northwest Missouri State knocked off perennial MIAA and national powerhouse Central Missouri 5-4, which is a great result for the Bearcats. Even more special is one of the five goals scored in the game was scored by Marion High School graduate and former Sporting Omaha player, Clara Kidder. Clara is a talented player who faced a ton of injury adversity throughout her high school years via multiple ACL tears in a very short amount of time. And it's really cool to see her not only persevere, but also succeed. I had the opportunity to recruit and work with Clara during her high school career, and it's really good to see her do well. And it's really good to see Coach Mark Gordon and the Bearcats succeed down in Maryville. Well done to the Bearcats and Declara for their result this past week. Mm-hmm.
We are going to flip over to the NAI side and give a quick recap of what is going on in the GPAC. The GPAC completed their conference regular season last fall. Briarcliff University out of Sioux City were the winners on the women's side, but the tournament could be a different story for the Chargers after the departure of their head coach, Paul Cox. Coach Cox took a job as an assistant coach at Division I Murray State. The Chargers also finished the fall season ranked 24th in the country, the only GPAC women's side to be ranked heading into the spring season. There are a few solid teams in the conference, so I truly think the conference tournament could be won by a handful of teams this year. Some of the teams will be playing non-conference games this spring before the tournament. Both Concordia and Doan dropped games 1-0 this week in overtime. Concordia fell to Southwestern College, and Doan fell to fellow in-state NAIA school, York College. On the men's side, Morningside from Sioux City were the regular season champions. The Mustangs repeated on the men's side, edging out both Briarcliff and Hastings. Morningside, Briarcliff, and Hastings are all nationally ranked, and I ex- expect some absolute quality out of the GPAC tournament, especially in the final rounds. I'd highly recommend once they get especially to the final four that soccer fans tune in. Last year, Morningside and Hastings played each other in a game that went something like 5-4 or 6-5. It was ridiculous. Um, definitely a game for the neutrals to enjoy, but maybe not uh, for the two teams' goalkeepers, defenses, and coaches. Just like the women, some of the teams will be playing non-conference games before their conference tournament kicks off this spring. The only game that involved an in-state team was York College, who replicated the women's result and got a 1-0 victory over Doan University. The women's GPAC tournament kicks off between the top eight teams on April 3rd with the final on April 9th. The men kick off their tournament on April 10th with the final on April 16th, also between the top eight teams. I believe many of the colleges in the GPAC live stream their games, so definitely be sure to check them out in person if you can or online if you get a chance. Um, I think that oftentimes NAIA um, can get associated with a certain label, but there are absolute quality players in the NAIA um, on the men's and the women's side, and their games are really, really entertaining as well. Um, So definitely give them a chance and check them out and give them your support because they definitely need it. Before we head over to the Division I teams, a quick check-in on the Division III school in our state. Nebraska Wesleyan's men's and women's teams won't be kicking off their seasons until March 27th when both teams travel to play Loris College in Dubuque, Iowa. The junior colleges in our state and area will kick off their seasons at the end of March or in the early stages of April, so be on the lookout for that as well. Finally, let's take a look at the NCAA Division I soccer side of things in the state. First, we're going to go to the women's side, where Creighton University, University of Nebraska-Omaha, and the University of Nebraska-Lincoln are in full swing of their seasons. Starting first with Creighton. At the time of recording, the Jays are 0-2 overall and 0-1 in conference. I had the opportunity to attend their March 7th game versus Xavier at Morrison Stadium. It had been too long since I had been in Morrison, probably since the 2000. 19 high school state championships games. So um, I absolutely love the stadium and the area surrounding it. The weather was great and it was a great to watch a high level soccer game in person again. And of course, safely Xavier were one on winners on the day. Unfortunately, um, I thought Creighton 
played well in the second half, had opportunities to score um, for equalizing and to go ahead, but they just couldn't quite connect it in the attacking third. Creighton travels to Chicago this Sunday to take on DePaul. I thought, again, I thought Creighton had moments where they showed really well. I think both teams and coaches probably came away from the game wishing there was more consistency in the good moments. Um, you could tell both teams are dealing with a different season and a different time than what we are used to. Um, but if you're a soccer fan, attending every game at Morrison and every Creighton game is going to be worth it, especially as the weather gets nicer. Morrison is a great venue. The Creighton women's soccer team is an organized team who competes hard and plays physical. And forward Skylar Heinrich might be the best college player in Nebraska right now. Heinrich will be competing for the GEA UWS team this summer as well. So soccer fans will have plenty of opportunities to watch her score goals over the next few months. Skylar's one of those players. I mean, I, I even found myself doing this when against Xavier, where when she picks up the ball or when she's in the vicinity of the ball or the play, like you honestly think that something is going to happen, that there's going to be a goal scoring chance created or something's going to happen positively for the Blue Jays. And that shows you how much of an impact she has on the game and how good of a player she is. So we're going to head west just a little bit to check on the UNO Maverick women's team. At the time of recording, the Mavericks are 4-2-2 two, and two overall, and since they've only played conference games, that's also their conference record. The Mavericks are coming off a weekend sweep of the University of South Dakota, where Grace Thede earned Summit League Defensive Player of the Week honors for her efforts in keeping two shutouts and for scoring the game-winning overtime goal in the first game, even though she technically was not in the defense when she scored that goal, uh, which is a good coaching move by the Maverick coaching staff. The Mavericks' defense has been stout, recording six shots in their first eight games. The Mavericks are currently in fourth place in the Summit League, which is a pretty good standing because the top four go to the Summit League tournament, but they have a couple big, big weekends coming up. First, they host Oral Roberts this weekend in Omaha before making the short trip to Kansas City on March 19th and 21st. The first thing you have to do is make sure you get out this weekend and get to Coniglia to support the Maverick women's soccer team. Their Friday game is a 6 p.m. kickoff, the weather's going to be nice, and Coniglia is another great soccer facility. If you want to learn more about the UNO Mavericks, be sure to listen to last week's episode with UNO head coach Tim Walters. Finally, we go a little bit more west to check in on the University of Nebraska-Lincoln. The Huskers are currently 1-2-1, and and also 1-2-1 and in conference, because like the Mavs, they've only played conference games. The Nebra- Nebraska finally got to play at Hibner this past weekend, which again, like just another aside, Hibner, Coniglia, Morrison are three top, top college facilities. And I would argue that Nebraska has some of the best, if not the best, Division I college facilities in the country. Like as a whole state. Uh, The Huskers split this weekend. Um, In their first game, they earned a hard-fought W over Purdue. Eleanor Dale, the freshman from England, scored two powerful header goals. Um, On Sunday, they fell to the Michigan Wolverines. 3-2 3-2 in overtime, which is heartbreaking. Nebraska freshman and podcast guest Reagan Robbie had herself a nice little weekend. She created Eleanor's first goal against Purdue with a nice little dribble and cross combination, and then she scored one herself against the Wolverines. Reagan Robbie is definitely a player to watch. You've heard Marcus Kelcher talk about her. She's obviously been on the podcast. She's going to be on the GEA UWS team, so definitely someone to check out and watch um, for that. Um, and the Huskers are going to be back in action on at Hibner on Saturday, March 13th, where they have a tough matchup against the Wisconsin Badgers, and then they head on the road the week after that to take on Illinois. Creighton, UNO, and Nebraska all have different ways to watch their games in person, 
an online stream. So be sure to check their websites for more information to see if you can go to the game, how to go to the game, or how to watch it online. Last but not least, we head back to Omaha to give a recap of how things are going on the men's side of the game. First, we check in on the UNO Maverick men's soccer team. Last time we checked on the men's soccer team, they were coming off a big win over Creighton University. Forward Hugo Kamatani earned Player of the Week honors for his two-goal performance. The Mavs returned to conference play in style with a weekend sweep over the Western Illinois Leathernecks. The Mavs won 1-0 and 4-1, and Nil Ayats recorded three goals over the two games en route to Summit League Player of the Week honors. The Maverick attack has now earned back-to-back Summit League Offensive Player of the Week honors, and it is definitely well-deserved. Omaha only has three more home games this spring, including this Saturday against Denver. And if you have time to either go in person or watch in line and you enjoy watching fun and dynamic attackers, you need to go watch UNO play. They're organized defensively, but they're really, really fun to watch in the attack, especially when Neil Ayats and Hugo Kamatani are clicking. They are just absolutely a blast to watch. I tweeted out that they were the best attacking dynamic duo in the Summit League, and I still stand by it. Omaha are 2-1 in conference, and Saturday's game against Denver is massive. Unlike the women's side of the Summit League, the men are not doing a conference tournament, so the conference champion from the regular season is the one team that will represent the conference in the national tournament. Currently, Oral Roberts sits atop the standings undefeated at 5-0, but because they have 1-2 games in hand on every other team, they aren't going to be close to being crowned champions just yet. Let's head over to the blue side of Omaha. After the 3-0 loss, to Omaha, the Blue Jays bounce back and beat Xavier 2-1 at home to remain undefeated at 2-0 in the Big East. The Jays did play a nationally ranked Missouri State team in a neutral site game midweek today at the time of recording and fell 2-0. But back to Big East play because that's really, really what matters. Because of his performance in the win over Xavier, senior Musa Congo was named Big East Defensive Player of the Week. Senior Diego Gutierrez scored two great goals, and probably the only reason he didn't get Big East Offensive Player of the Week was because Butler smashed DePaul 5-0, and their forward Wilmer Cabrera had three goals and an assist, which is hard to beat, even though you had two, even though Diego had two goals. So definitely head over to Creighton's social media and check out Diego's goals. Both were electric. Both were wa- worth watching one time, twice, three, four times. This weekend, Creighton heads to Chicago to take on DePaul, so hopefully there's more goals in it for the Blue Jays. And then they come back to Omaha and host Butler midweek in a huge Wednesday Big East afternoon game, which I think kicks off at like 1 o'clock or 2 o'clock. And I know that the schools and the teams are already dealing with COVID and a different condensed season, but it really stinks that there won't be many fans in attendance and that the midweek games are played in the early afternoon, so it's even hard for fans to tune in to watch them online. Like the Butler-Creighton game is a massive game in the Big East and a lot of people aren't going to be able to watch it or be able to attend. Which, understandably, that there's COVID and everything that is involved with the schedule changes, but that definitely stinks. Speaking of which, like I said about the women's games, the Creighton and UNO men have different ways to watch the games in person and on live stream. So head to their websites and check out how you can watch these talented teams. I know I keep saying this with excitement every single week, but soccer is back. I don't know if it's the good weather or if the direction things are going with COVID 
or if, because high school soccer is back and college soccer is playing, but I get more and more excited each week. High school soccer games are starting. Union Omaha has preseason games coming up. GEA's UWS team has completed their roster announcements, and they're going to start announcing staff pretty soon. And of course, I just got done talking about all the college teams in the state that are competing or getting ready to start competing. It's a great time to be a soccer fan, and there's a lot of soccer out there to watch if you want to. Tune in next week because I have my first podcast guest who I have just connected with over soccer and social media. All of my podcast guests have previously been individuals I've known well before the interview, so I'm really excited to talk to this individual about all things soccer, especially all things Omaha soccer. So make sure you tune in. Again, check out last week's episode with head coach Tim Walters from UNO, and check out all the past episodes we've recorded. We have Creighton's assistant coach. We have some Husker soccer players on there. We have GEA UWS head coach Marcus Kelcher. There's a lot of good interviews and a lot of good knowledge in there. Um, make sure you come back next week. We'll have a regular episode for you with the interview and the segments and all of that. Thanks for tuning in. Make sure you rate, review, subscribe, share, chip in if you can. But most of all, support Nebraska soccer, support Nebraska soccer players.